This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You want to hear a creepy story? Yes. All right. Just uh, parents be warned. This is, is pretty creepy and there's some adult stuff in here. There's a 41-year-old guy in Nebraska. He works at a funeral home. His name's Ryan Smith. Somebody passed away, mm-hmm. and he had to pick up the remains of the deceased. So he went into the home, and something caught his eye while he was in there doing his job. He later called the property manager of the building where the deceased had resided, said he needs to get into the apartment because the sheriff's department asked him to collect the deceased's sex doll as evidence. (laughs) The property manager was like, well, that's kind of weird. Why are you calling me from the funeral home? And the sheriff isn't calling me if that's the case. He thought something was off. It seemed suspicious. So the property manager said, no, I'm not letting you into the apartment. However, later the property manager is going past the apartment. He hears some strange noises coming from inside. Tries the door, but it's locked. Shortly after, he sees this Ryan Smith guy leaving the apartment with disheveled clothing. (laughs) So it seems like he was up to something while he was in there. So the cops have arrested him for burglary, and they say more charges could be pending, adding a DNA test on the doll. Whoa! So he saw... So I'm picturing it. He walks in there to get the dead body, and he falls See in love in with the, the corner. <laughs> Their eyes meet. That is crazy. It's a tale as old as time, Jim. Oh, my God. Their eyes meet from across the room. He's zipping up the, the body bag, and he uh, he's a little distracted. Oh, my God. He, I, like, I just picture him like walking in there, doing his job, and all of a sudden, in the corner of his eye, the stationary mannequin is there. Oh, Couldn't couldn't stop thinking about her. Man. Got a number of things that set this story apart. One, it's a used sex doll. It's just yes, that's disgusting. Gross. Yeah. And the person who used it is now dead. Yes. And it could have been what killed them. <laughs> could have had a heart attack, stumbled off, and like that thing might not have been washed in between. Yeah. Dude, I, honestly, I, I thought you were first gonna say. Because you said it was like a creepy story. I thought he was going to say, hey, that sex doll, uh, the cops need it. And he, he said, what sex doll? And it was a lady pretending that she was a sex doll, ah. the murderer. That's what ah. I thought. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it was like an Annabelle situation. Oh, yeah, like the horror haunted movie sex doll, doll. <laughs> a haunted sex doll. There's only a matter of time until that movie is made. So this guy has been arrested, and we'll uh, we'll keep you posted and let you know what the DNA tests find. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> no, it really sounds like he he had an affair with the dead guy's sex doll. <laughs> better than better than with the dead guy. That's, I mean, if you run a, a morgue, it yeah. could be a lot creepier. It's I not the say. worst case scenario. The test. Jim Podcast. Nate just sent us a text message. He said he did make a pro-line ticket with my four-year-old daughter Amelia's picks. Really? I hope he's telling the truth. I hope you're not just saying that. 
Because cha-ching, if so. Yeah, every they pick five games every week, Devin Peacock uh-huh. and my four-year-old daughter. That's enough for a pro-line ticket. Mm-hmm. Put down 10 bucks, 20 bucks. You may uh, cash in pretty good if the Cowboys win tonight, Nate. Yeah, there's some long shots in there. So I like it. I think, Taz, you got to start like a responsible father gambling on your daughter's picks. You know, you yeah. gotta you gotta put a hundred dollars down every week. I, I think I should be. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to say now that she. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one week she's nailing it. <laughs> She'll never come close again, right? <laughs> you had to fact check because you didn't trust Devin Peacock. How dare you not trust the Peacock? But the stat that the New York Jets have never, in the existence of the franchise, beaten the Philadelphia Eagles until yesterday. Is a pretty wild one. Yeah, they've been in the league since 1959. They have never beat the Eagles until this year, but they've only played them 13 times. So just however the however it's worked out, you know, I guess they've only met them in playoffs then maybe th- 13 times. I guess that's how that works. But they have never beaten them. New York just or scored just 10 points. Off the four most recent games against the, against them, so it wasn't even close recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been struggling. They haven't been the greatest just over the past decade, but you know the other six decades. <laughs> what's your excuse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also weird the way the league works that you would only play. Uh, and, and by the way, New York and Philadelphia could not be a close two closer cities. How long but, have the Eagles been in existence? There'd be another question. So the the Jets have been around for 70 years. Eagles. 1943? Yeah. 1933. Wow. Even longer. Yeah. And they've only played 13 times? Guess so. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've defeated the, for the first time in franchise history, in 13 attempts. I think that means they've only played 13 times. What else could that possibly mean? Yeah, well, that's crazy then. Yeah. Which was tied for the longest losing streak against a team in a series in league history. Well, they broke the, they got that monkey off their back. They yeah. broke the curse. Onwards and upwards yesterday. now. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Let's get into some fight talk here, Jim. Yes. We are joined by retired UFC fighter Mark the Machine Hominick. The Machine, how are you today? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Hey, did you watch the big fight on the weekend? Uh, you had Logan Paul going up against who again, Jim? Um... Dylan Dennis is his name. UFC guy, right? I don't know if he was UFC, but he was an MMA guy. Not much of a boxer before this. He was more of a uh, a grappler, but uh, yeah, they made it happen on Saturday night. Did you tune well, in, I, Mark? I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I did. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of like a, a bit of a car crash. You know, it's hard to watch, but it's also hard to look away. This Dennis guy apparently had trouble uh, controlling himself and not reverting to MMA moves in the boxing ring, which I'm surprised hasn't happened more often with these Paul brothers because it's like they refuse to fight actual boxers and they're just getting these MMA guys to get in the boxing ring with them. In, in all honesty, though, this Dennis guy, so he hasn't really been relevant in the last five years. I guess the only time you'd really even hear his name is, uh, remember when Khabib jumped over the cage and, and attacked the guy in the crowd? Yes. Yes. 
that, that was him. So, you know, he, he just, he's a guy who kind of talks his way into the fight, not even talks his way into the fight. He, he kind of like online trolls guys. And, you know, at one point he was a strong jiu-jitsu guy. So he hasn't really do- dominated or been relevant in MMA, but he's good at striking a court. And, you know, he talked his way into the fight. Yeah, he really did, and he made a lot of headlines by t- calling out Logan Paul's fiance or wife. Uh, she has a like a I don't know. She she's been in Hollywood for a while, so she's met a lot of guys and dated a lot of guys. And he was trying to throw that in Logan's face. Do you think that's unacceptable? Like bringing up people's family or partners yeah. before a fight? I think I think family should be the line. You know, whether you're talking about someone's you know family who's passed away, like that's what happened with with, with uh, Connor and Khabib. You know, a family yeah. is, is somewhere where you, a line you can't cross. But also, he, he, that's what made him the fight. And, and I guess some people like this, I guess like the, the, the online guys especially, because most of them don't have to step up and actually, you know, see the person they're talking to behind their back face-to-face. And this is, you know, the one time that, you know, you do want to see the guy get punched in the face. Yeah, but he wouldn't let himself get punched in the face. This Dylan Dennis character was kind of intimidated. I think he thought he was going to tire out Logan Paul, and he just put a high guard up the whole time. And, like, it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen. He's I just, just saw the blocking highlight. the whole thing? He was just thing? blocking, and then occasionally he'd throw one. And... and then what happened? Everyone rushed into the ring. Well, I think he tried to put a uh, play out of Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz's book when you you know put Jake Paul in the chokehold at the end of the fight. It just it <laughs> failed miserably. You know, like when you you think about doing something in your head, yeah. oh, it's going to go this way, and it goes the completely opposite way. That's what happened to Dana. So it was a good look on him. That is just you know he doesn't belong in any ring, and you know he's been kind of chased out of the MMA community. Now it's going to be the boxing or the celebrity boxing community. So it, it's, you know, I don't think uh, anything he, he trolls online is going to take any, any merit anymore. Obviously, we know the MMA fighters are taking these fights for the cash and the exposure. Straight up, yeah. But do you, do you think it's time that these Paul brothers prove themselves by fighting actual boxers? In all honesty, like, they, they don't. They don't have the credibility to do so. Like, and good for them to, for stepping up, you know, because most guys who are going to fight in a professional career have had an amateur record of maybe over, maybe over 50 bouts. So, like, good on them for stepping up and, you know, picking the right fights at the right time. Like, because most of the guys that, that are fighting are, are washed up or haven't really been, you know, are not even known as strong uh, strikers. Like, they're more grapplers uh, to begin with. So, you know, they are they're building up the right fights. They're picking the right people that are going to say the right thing and, 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 and strike a core with people that they're going to tune in and watch. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, do you like impressions? I do. I've been working on an, an impression over the weekend. Oh my God. I want okay. to test it out yes. on you. Okay. Okay. It, it's of Austin Matthews from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Here it goes. <clears throat> That's it. What oh do you my think? God, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Another he does that hat all the time. Trick? Another hat trick. You must be pumped, though. You're a Leaf guy. I, I am pumped. I wish I would have drafted him into my uh, my fantasy team. I got Nylander. All right, not, not bad. Matthews, but no, that is a great start. Uh, great pace to, to kick off the season with, for sure. After his first hat trick of the season in the uh, the season opener, Last week, we were talking about how not enough hats got thrown on the ice, according to some critics online, Mm -hmm. Um, and we suggested you bring an extra hat. Well, we got a a message here on Facebook from Dan Letty. says, hey, Taz and Jim, did you know when you throw your hat on the ice 
They will put the hat at customer service for you, and you can pick it up after the game. Really? Even at uh, Scotiabank Arena? Like, I could see it at a community center, but that's... Uh, I'm surprised to hear that as well, because yeah. you'd have to make sure you wrote your name inside your hat or had your mom do, you do it for it? you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of similar-looking hats. Yeah, yeah, truly. It's the blue one with the white maple leaf <laughs> on it, or it's the white one with the blue maple leaf on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then how would you prove that? That would be a great place to go to get free hats, number one. Anytime yeah. there's a hat trick, yeah. If you're a hat scammer. Yeah, oh. Just, just a smorgasbord. Just got to pay $500 for a ticket, and then all the hats you yeah. can scam. And then hopefully somebody score, scores a hat trick. <laughs> Happens three times a season, maybe. It's Well, it's, he seems to happen every game if you're Austin yeah. Matthews. The Taz and Jim Podcast. How about this headline from the New York Post? Ice cream and potato chips are just as addictive as cocaine or heroin. I don't buy it. Hey, it's it's tough, man. You, you have one potato chip and you just got to have another. Ask Mark Messier. He's been <laughs> flaunting this fact in all of our faces oh. for decades. It's, it's almost threatening. Bet you can't have just Bet one. Bet you can't. He just won. Hey. First potato chip is free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the other one? Once you pop, you can't you stop. You can't stop, Dude, baby. Dude, that is like, this is your brain on drugs. Yeah. Hey, hey, you want to try a Lay's potato chip? Bet you can't eat just one. This is such an exaggeration, though. Like, the lengths that somebody will go to. Like, people's lives have been ruined over heroin and cocaine addiction. People will stab their family members to get money for cocaine. I do not see the same pattern for people trying to get some Haagen-Dazs. There's no way this is true. You don't you don't find people uh, jonesing outside the Baskin Robbins often, Jim? I don't see it. I don't see anybody's life completely falling apart because they blew all their money on Lay's potato chips. The headline's a little misleading. What they're referring to is a study that was done at the University of Michigan. It looked at ultra processed foods or UPFs and how addictive they are. So things like chips, ice cream, soft drinks, sugary cereal, and other junk food. 14% of people in the world are addicted to UPFs, which is yes. unhealthy junk food. Oh, I believe it's addicting. That's one in seven worldwide. And what they're saying is it's as hard to quit cocaine and heroin, most mostly because it's so prevalent and readily available. Like cocaine and heroin, you gotta you gotta search that stuff out a little bit more. Yes. Than your fast food, your chips, your ice cream. They equate it to trying to quit smoking, and they say quitting smoking was a lot more difficult back in the eighties and the seventies when everybody smoked. Sure. Every bar restaurant you went into, people had Multiple smokes hanging out of their mouths. <laughs> Multiple. And you can Back smell then, cigarettes. You're on yeah. an airplane and, you know, the pilot's smoking, so is the flight attendant. Yeah, yeah. And, like, even just the smell of a cigarette could trigger you. Right. Or, like, you're walking downtown and that food smells so good, whether it's fast food or bad food. And everybody needs to eat. 
It gives so you, you can always justify yourself eating bad food. It gives you that rush, that feel-good dopamine yes. rush, right? Yes. And you're going to have a crash afterwards, and you're going to crave more with the fast food. But the fact that you can get it anywhere, and you turn around, and you're seeing posters or uh, commercials on television, that adds to... The, how addictive yes. it is. The temptation is there for sure. For <laughs> sure. But I don't see people like, I don't see people smuggling bags of chips in their butts to, into prison. <laughs> I think that says all you need to know. <laughs> I'm sure someone's tried. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Pringles might be a little. Yeah, easier. go with the Pringles kid if you're going <laughs> to. If you're going to do that. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Sad news over the weekend. We found out that Chrissy from Three's Company, Suzanne Summers, has passed away. Mm. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Waiting what a jam. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company too. They don't make TV theme songs like they used to, Jim. No, you cannot top the 70s. Suzanne Summers uh, battled breast cancer for decades. She lost her battle on the weekend. She was 76 years old. She actually would have been 77 today, um, but she passed away over the weekend. And, man, was she the first crush for so many guys of my generation. Yeah. Oh, what a babe. Absolutely, for sure. She was more, she wasn't, she was a crush for many guys in my generation too, but it was a different type of crush. It was a a, a mom crush on Step by Step because she was a hot mom on yes, Step by Step in the 90s. Right. With Patrick Duffy yeah. as, the, as the husband. So that was on the TGIF lineup. Uh-huh. Big, it was a big deal. No, I was, uh, I was the. the Three's Company mm-hmm. era, watching reruns of that. And wow, she was. Uh, Something that and another thing that contributed to my love of Suzanne Summers was I was over at a friend's house when I was about 11 or 12 and we found some of his dad's magazines in the basement. Playboys. Oh, I, th- I was thinking Reader's Digest, perhaps a <laughs> Sears Wish book or two. People magazine? Yeah, yeah. And what a display. <laughs> but uh, Suzanne Summers did pose for Playboy. She did, eh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I've seen it. And let me tell you. <laughs> she was gorgeous, but she was a smart lady, too. She she stood up to the network, felt she wasn't getting paid enough to appear on Three's Company, and that's actually what ended her uh, her time on that show. It was year six, and my contract is now up. I want you to pay me what you're paying the men. And I say to John and Joyce at the end of the season before, you know, my contract's up. You two have already renegotiated. I'm going to ask for big money and a piece of the back end, and if you two back me up because we have favored nations, we'll all get it. So I'll be the patsy. In the morning when my husband had left for this meeting, he said, you know, this could all blow out of the water. And I said, they're not going to get rid of Chrissy. <laughs> Never think that you're not replaceable. Rule number one. They got rid of Chrissy. Did they replace her with another similar looking blonde or They're, something? Her cousin, I think, came oh, to stay. Okay. Just like the Dukes of Hazard when sure. they did the same thing. The two cousins. The two Bo and Luke's yeah. identical cousins came to <laughs> stay with, uh, with, with the gang on Dukes. Um, 
it all worked out for Suzanne Summers. You remember the Thighmaster infomercials? Well, I, I know the reference for sure. The yeah. Thighmaster is a piece of exercise equipment that you put between your legs and you squeeze your legs together. Suzanne Summers and her husband owned 100% of that company. I use the Thighmaster every day of my life. I do 50 in the morning, 50 mid-afternoon, and 50 while I'm lying in bed at night. And I could crack walnuts with my thighs. Hello. <laughs> I live a good life. And um, 1995 times 10 million. So kind of do the math, you know, and, and we're probably at 15 million now. $300 million reportedly she made off the thigh master. Whoa. <laughs> Dang, good for her. Big icon. Back in the 70s and 80s, Suzanne Summers, R.I.P. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Down to crunch time for planning your Halloween costume. Two weeks, basically. Yeah. All the good stuff from the thrift stores is going to be gone if you don't get on it. I love a good thrift store costume, Jim. Me too. When you piece it together, like not that it's been manufactured in a factory and it's perfect, yeah. obviously, but when you can find the, the pieces to put together a costume from the thrift store, unbelievable. Google has now put out the top costumes that people are searching for in 2023. Uh, top 10 costumes, not a surprise. You've mentioned that there's no way we're not going to see Barbies and Kens everywhere. Yes. This Halloween. And such a more tasteful costume than the Oppenheimer costumes that we're going to (laughs) see. Well, it depends who you are in Oppenheimer. There's no redeeming characters, really. I'm trying to think. Uh, You can wear a sharp suit and a nice fedora. It looks pretty nice. Sure, but then you're the guy who invented the the atom bomb. You could be uh, Albert Einstein. You know what's... Actually, you know what is probably going to happen. You know when the people do the thing where they spin to one side and they're a lady and they spin to the other side and they're a dude. Yeah. You can do Oppenheimer black and white on one side. and then Barbenheimer Barbie, costumes. Yeah, the Barbenheimer, yeah. Princess is another... That's that just a, That's a classic. It's These are the costumes people are searching for. Oh, just generic Barbie, princess. Princess. Huh. Spider-Man is always in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Witch... A fairy. <laughs> These are all old school. I like it. Wednesday Adams. Yeah, that that's had a big renaissance this year. She's back in full force. Dinosaur. I do enjoy those inflatable dinosaur costumes, like the Me T-Rex. Too. The heads kind of bob when people run. Every time I love them. Especially when you see a herd of those, like 10 people wearing the same costume. Do you like pub crawls in oh them? Oh, my God. You just want that uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park theme song playing in the background <laughs> as they're walking down the street. <laughs> Cowboys, ninjas. Do you really have to Google ninja costume? All you need to do is put your eyes in the hole of your t-shirt neck and then tie the tie the arms together behind What's you. This? This do you is... not know how to make a ninja costume? No, no. Watch this, Jim. Oh my god. And we god. should do a tutorial okay, okay. online for anyone who doesn't know this trick. Okay, Taz is okay. putting his arms take, in his sleeves. I've got to take my shirt off. Perfect. <laughs> You've never you don't know how to make a ninja mask? <laughs> no, this is, your shirt? This seems like something I would have loved when I was a kid. Okay. okay. You go like this. So now my face is sticking out. Of the neck hole. Like Cornholio Beavis style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you go oh! like this, and you tie the, the sleeves 
of the shirt behind your back, and you're a ninja. Wow, okay. Also terrorist-looking as well. That's a lot of things right now. You could hide your identity yeah. pretty easily with this trick. Maybe we shouldn't share it. Yeah, it also looks like guy who goes into store and steals a bunch of stuff and runs out, but... <laughs> yeah. Let me get out of this. I get my shirt back on. That actually was very simple, though. That worked really well. Does it have to be a long sleeve? No, you can do... Sh- it's better for to do a short sleeve, because then you don't have the, uh, the long uh, dangling... Scarves yeah, behind the your ponytail head. looking thing. Did it look like a ninja? It did, really, actually. I'm surprised I even never figured that out when I was a kid. Uh, top 25, who else do we have? Princess Peach, some more pop culture ones here. Mm-hmm. Princess Peach is a big one yep. uh, because of the Mario movie. Batman, Mermaid, Cheerleader. All classics. Taylor Swift. Hmm. That'll be a good couple's costume this year. Yeah, because every dude wants to be an NFL player. Yeah. And every girl wants to be Taylor Swift. The apparently. Kelsey Swifty costume. Yeah. Harley Quinn, 1980s. How do you dress 1980s? <laughs> there was a TikTok the other day that a lady uh, was going through and she was looking at all the decades. She was like, oh, 50s, there's the poodle skirt. And 80s, obviously the piano necktie and all like the funny colors. And then there's a 90s. Now there's 90s costume. Yeah. And it was basically like a Zach Morris with uh, the pastel. Saved by the bell coat. style. Yeah. But 90s are now a generic. Oh, yeah. Uh, 90s full-fledged age. nostalgia now. Yeah. I like it. It doesn't make me feel too old, but it is weird. <laughs> it, it's definitely a sign of the times, I guess. Uh, couples costumes. Hugh Hefner and a Playboy bunny. Still, okay. A little inappropriate. Jesse and Woody from Toy Story. Wow. That, that's a... There's been a Toy Story movie and for a couple years now. Yeah, yeah. Still relevant. Jay and Silent Bob, Popeye and Olive Oil, and Taz and Jim, of course. <laughs> from nice. the Taz and Jim show. <laughs> if you need help with the costumes, uh, Jim and I can just lend you our clothes. Yeah, How yeah. How does that sound? <laughs>